Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is May 4th, and we will be reading paragraphs 965 through 972 today. We will continue with our section on, uh, actually conclude our section on the uh, paragraph 6, Mary, Mother of Christ, Mother of the Church. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. After her son's ascension, Mary aided the beginnings of the church by her prayers. In her association with the apostles and several women, we also see Mary by her prayers imploring the gift of the Spirit, who had already overshadowed her in the Annunciation. Also in her assumption, finally the Immaculate Virgin preserved free from all stain of original sin, when the course of her earthly life was finished, was taken up body and soul into heavenly glory and exalted by the Lord as queen over all things, so that she might be the more fully conformed to her Son, the Lord of lords and conqueror of sin and death. The Assumption of the Blessed Virgin is a singular participation in her Son's resurrection and an anticipation of the resurrection of other Christians. In giving birth you kept your virginity and your dormition. You did not leave the world, O Mother of God, but were joined to the source of life. You conceived the living God, and by your prayers will deliver our souls from death. She is our mother in the order of grace. By her complete adherence to the Father's will, to his Son's redemptive work, and to every prompting of the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary is the Church's model of faith and charity. Thus she is a preeminent and wholly unique member of the church. Indeed, she is the exemplary realization, tupus, of the church. Her role in relation to the church and to all humanity goes still further. In a wholly singular way, she cooperated by her obedience, faith, hope, and burning charity in the Savior's work of restoring supernatural life to souls. For this reason, she is a mother to us in the order of grace. This motherhood of Mary in the order of grace continues in uninterruptedly from the consent which she loyally gave at the Annunciation and which she sustained without wavering beneath the cross until the eternal fulfillment of all the elect. Taken up to heaven, she did not lay aside the saving office, but by her manifold intercession continues to bring us the gifts of eternal salvation. Therefore, the Blessed Virgin is invoked in the Church under the titles of Advocate, Helper, Benefactress, and Mediatrix. Mary's function as Mother of Men in no way obscures or diminishes this unique mediation of Christ, but rather shows its power. But the Blessed Virgin's salutary influence on men flows forth from the superabundance of the merits of Christ, rests on his mediation, depends entirely on it, and draws all its power from it. No creature could ever be counted along with the incarnate Word and Redeemer. But just as the priesthood of Christ is shared in various ways, both by his ministers and the faithful, and as the one goodness of God is radiated in different ways among his creatures, so also the unique mediation of the Redeemer does not exclude but rather gives rise to a manifold cooperation which is but a sharing 
in this one source. Roman numeral two, devotion to the Blessed Virgin. All generations will call me blessed. The church's devotion to the Blessed Virgin is intrinsic to Christian worship. The church rightly honors the Blessed Virgin with special devotion. From the most ancient times, the Blessed Virgin has been honored with the title of Mother of God, to whose protection the faithful fly in all their dangers and needs. This very special devotion differs essentially from the adoration which is given to the incarnate Word, and equally to the Father and the Holy Spirit, and greatly fosters this adoration. The liturgical feasts dedicated to the Mother of God and Mary in prayer, such as the Rosary, an epitome of the whole gospel, express this devotion to the, to the Virgin Mary. Roman numeral three, Mary, eschatological icon of the church. After speaking of the church, her origin, mission, and destiny, we can find no better way to conclude than by looking to Mary. In her, we contemplate what the church already is, in her mystery, on her own pilgrimage of faith, and what she will be in the homeland at the, at the end of her journey. There, in the glory of the most holy and undivided trinity, in the communion of all the saints, the church is awaited by the one she venerates as mother of her Lord and as her own mother. In the meantime, the mother of Jesus, and the glory which she possesses in body and soul in heaven, is the image and beginning of the church as it is to be perfected in the world to come. Likewise, she shines forth on earth until the day of the Lord shall come, a sign of certain hope and comfort to the pilgrim people of God. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.